Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to this week's podcast and you'll never guess where I am. I'm actually in Canada in this wee place called Vancouver, way out in the west coast. Um, there's not very much here, but I did happen to stumble across a, a guy that you might know called Ben Woodman. Hi Ben. What's up? Hey, how's it going buddy? Oh, too good to be here. Well, I mean, it's too good to have you here. It's good to be here. To be yeah. We had snow. Yeah, it was, it's been a beautiful time. It has been, it's been a beautiful time, a wonderful time. To um, be fair, we're recording this in a in winter, so. Well, this is true, yeah. In a glass box of emotion, mm-hmm. in an office, a very nice office. Yeah, that's right. Fair. Oh yeah, yeah, we're really thankful for this office. Yeah, that's yeah, good. it's really cool. Um, and just in case people don't know um, you, Ben, you are one of the hosts of the youth film series, a uh, global ambassador for Alpha. Da, da, da. That's it. Um, but like, the, one of the things I love about you, mate, is that your background is actually as a youth leader. Like, you know, Alpha's actually a byproduct of years of hard work and development and all the rest of it mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what we want to talk about today right. is really how did you how did ben woodman become the international global mega star in the christian right. world that you wow. are today yeah you know well I, <laughs> i'm not sure what to say to that <laughs> but yeah uh, exactly my my where i came from was and where i still uh still am often is with uh churches with mm. and with youth group i was a youth pastor for sure. a lot of years and should i tell you a little bit of how i but yeah how i how yeah. i started in youth yeah, that ministry makes sense. why don't you just start yeah okay so my faith comes alive i'm yeah. like uh i'm like god is real i mm. want everyone to know i grew up in a family where i knew that i could have a relationship with jesus and my faith came really alive for me personally and i surrendered my life to the lord when I was 17, and I remember just being like, I want everyone to know Jesus is real. He loves yeah. you. And uh, so I started getting involved. I was in, involved in something called Young Life when okay. I was uh, in high school, a teenager. And so I started volunteering with Young Life. And then I started volunteering. Uh, I got asked to be the youth leader of a Sunday school class at a church where my, my youth leader went, my Young Life leader. Okay. And so I, I was jumping at the chance because I was it was... Uh, one of those times in my life where I was reading stuff, listening to stuff, listening to different messages and stuff, and my heart was just getting filled up, filled up with what I was reading and learning, and I really wanted to tell people about it. So sure. this idea of having a, a Sunday school class to lead was like the best. Yeah. So uh, when and I... What, what age? Get it. So yeah. I, the teenagers would have... It was teenagers. Okay. It would have been probably, probably 13 to 19-year-olds. Okay. And... I started, you know, teaching the Sunday school class and I, they asked me to be the youth leader. And in my heart, I was like, oh, I want to really pastor these youth. I want to, I was only like 20 myself. So, but I'm like, I want to really want to pastor these teenagers to uh, love God and, you know, follow Jesus. And so uh, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, so I'm, I'm going to pastor them and I'm the youth leader. So I'm a youth pastor. So people, when they say, what's your job? I'd say, oh, I'm a youth pastor. And I, this is before I knew Des. Yeah. I, I didn't know that there was like an ordination process and yeah. all this. Like yeah, yeah, I just took the title yeah. from. A, I'm that guy. I was like, I was in my heart. I was pastoring people yeah. in my heart. And in another sense, I was also commissioned by the elders of this church to hey, yeah. you know, love love these teens, lead these teens. Yeah. And so it was only years later when I started laughing at myself. I was like, I just didn't know. I just thought it was yeah. in my heart. I felt it was from God. <coughs> I'm going for it. So that volunteer Sunday school class leading turned into a part-time job being the youth leader mm. at the church. Again, I called it youth pastoring at the church. Yeah. And uh, and that I was at that church for five years. Okay. 
uh, before they blessed me and sent me to be a youth pastor at another church. Okay. And I, then it was a full-time job, <coughs> youth and young adults pastor, full-time job at a church. Uh, at this point, I was already getting an education. I started going into, you know, Bible college and yeah, saying, yeah. okay, I want to learn theology. <coughs> this is a path I want to take. And so... Yeah. So now you've went from claiming the title to actually like working towards the title. Yeah, I was working towards it. Exactly. Yeah. Even though we were doing the work. And again, yeah. uh, the, the elders of the church laid hands on me. So there was that something about that that was really significant. It wasn't like I was just only doing it on my own. Although there was a lot of initiative in those yeah. early days of just something's in my heart. Let's do it. And thankfully, I had leaders who didn't shut it down. They just yeah. like run, go. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I've got cold, Ben. I'm oh, keep coughing. Well, I'm um, glad you're here. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, there, that's actually a really interesting point because I actually think that's a key element of leadership is that you know other people being willing to release. You know that idea of. Like, in fact, we were talking about it yesterday as well. Like, how do we release people and mm-hmm. taking those next steps? Like, how fundamental uh, a part of your leadership now mm-hmm. do you think that early steps of people? releasing yeah i think having people who believed in me Mm. um so the guy who was my youth leader and real mentor to me the one of the the ones that stands out the most in my mind in the early days is a guy named bill ballard and so he's actually jason ballard's father okay and uh, he was a youth leader and a mentor to me and he basically just walked with me was a guy who's like uh, without having to say much of like directly, yeah. I knew, oh, he's there for me. He believes in me. And then he started giving me these opportunities. He started, yeah. hey, you can lead, you can speak. He taught me how to play guitar. So he was just giving oh, right, me okay. opportunities yeah. to just to be involved and, and do the stuff. And so I think it, I think about that a lot because then as I get older, I'm uh, I'm constantly trying to, and I should say also I'm constantly trying to remind myself to, mm. uh, look for young people that I can give opportunities, teach a few things and let, give them the opportunity to, to try. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you feel this Des. I feel this tension. I'm coming close to 40 now and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to only be considering opportunities for myself. Uh, but that's constantly what I'm drawn to. Yeah. Just like, oh, what's the speaking opportunity or whatever it is? I'm like, oh, what, where, who is it? What's the group and mm. and who are they connected to? And what? And I th- I start thinking about all the connections yeah. and potential opportunities for significance and influence and yeah. and platform to see lives changed and and then even just on the other side, just to other side, just to grow in platform and influence around the world, and and there's part of my brain that goes right to that and be like, oh, and start doing the math on how important yeah. is this event. And the other side of my brain goes, okay, well, no, don't just, that's not how the only factor in considering yeah. events. And the other part of my, my heart is saying, hey, find people to like give opportunities away. Mm. I yep. don't want to just be, have a feeling of grabbing opportunities for myself to, to try to build up my own sense of significance. I want to continue to do, just be obedient to God, yeah. be, keep that pride and, and just drive for significance under, under check. And then say, oh, who can I release? Who can I empower? Who can I yeah. go with? Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like I think that's something you demonstrate. And actually, you know, the Alpha Youth Film Series is a great example of that. You know, you've got Jazzy in there, you've got Landry mm-hmm. in there. You know, there's some other guy. Um, do you know Pedro? I call him pa- Pedro. It's Peter, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. Pedro sounds better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got those guys coming through. You know, and then 
actually what probably a lot of people don't see but I have seen is when you're at things you're always taking someone along with you you know mm-hmm. you're investing in that uh, yeah. young person and you know not to blow my own trumpet that's something I try to do as well because I mm-hmm. think we we have a an obligation as leaders to create the space right it's mm-hmm. what we see Jesus doing it's what we see Barnabas doing with Saul right. you know becoming Paul like it's a pattern that's biblical mm-hmm. like so how do we how do we replicate ourselves yeah. really how do we replicate what's going on do you yeah know? And I've uh, I've found that I'm not very good at like when it comes to like a system or like okay we're gonna do this certain thing for three years and we're gonna work through these systematically yeah. ideas, but this idea of oh I can just bring people along just yeah. come come along with me come and do it with me come and 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 then kind of come and you do it and I'll watch and encourage you and coach yeah. you that I'm like oh I can do that I can yeah. just pick pick some guys up some young guys and young gals and, and hey, we're going to go together. And, and part of the learning experience is the journey there, yeah. you know, and the journey home. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Um, and then, um, so you, you were getting kind of mentored, developed from um, Bob. Bill. J- Bill, sorry. Yeah. So that's Jason's dad. And then were you not like Jason's youth leader at one point? Mm-hmm. Is that not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there was a bit of a, like, a, like a handing down of the torch. and how Yeah, well, uh, so Bill was leading youth ministry and, and invited me to lead at his church and in Young Life. And he has three sons, Paul and Kevin and Jason. Jason's the youngest. Mm. And so I got to be the youth leader to Paul and Kevin and Jason. And now all three of them were good friends. You know, So uh-huh. once these guys graduated from high school... It's basically like I don't have much else to to teach you. Yeah. These guys were following Jesus. They're all three uh, uh, really today men of integrity and yeah. Uh, yeah, really respect that the whole family. Yeah, but it it was fun. So so then I was Jason's youth pastor. When Jason uh, started working at Alpha, he said we had been doing ministry stuff together yeah. at this point. He was just in university, and I was. I'm about seven years older, and he says, hey, I'm about to do this project with Alpha. You should come over and do this. And so then I went to Alpha, and I was really excited about it. And Jason then was my boss. Yeah. And as basically, I joke that it it is every youth pastor's dream that your youth go further than you. Absolutely. But you don't want them necessarily go right in front of you. (laughs) So so Jason was my boss. He was kind of the the visionary leader behind the Alpha youth series and... And has been for both times when, when we redid the mm. project again in 2017. He was the executive producer and the, yeah. the lead of the project. And I was working for him. And then we did some restructuring just again recently. And again, Jason is is my boss again, and I'm reporting to him. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, you know what? When there's a good leader and you respect them and you yeah. respect their vision and their integrity, it's like, oh, yeah, you can follow that guy. Yeah. You know? But, but there is that thing of it is just a little, you know, it's like what happened there like yeah you know, <laughs> yeah. you know how did that go along yeah. So, yeah oh yeah sometimes i go oh yeah J- jason Nestle. and i know him, you know I, I i know him when he was a little kid and it's yeah. not like there's no there's no embarrassing stories or anything like yeah. that i mean because there if there if there was embarrassing stories he would have them of me as well as yeah, a yeah. as a 20 year old youth leader he yeah. would have some pretty funny things he could tell people about me yeah so. yeah, yeah but so, yeah we've so been equally, great friends you've got an equal blackmail drawer on exactly. each other yeah, yeah exactly right. so we just know we just respectfully we don't yeah. draw as much <laughs> from the early days yeah. of embarrassing moments yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no, that's great though. but i think like you're totally right it's just such a beautiful picture of this like you know you get an input from his father mm-hmm. you know and then you input it in him and then there's like i just think yeah. that's a beautiful model and and also one that i that i don't think um necessarily a lot of people know about mm-hmm. um but right I, but i actually think it's just a 
and it comes across mm-hmm. in the way that you guys do things that yeah. you've got this long-term relationship. Yeah, you know? and they're, you know, being friends for so long and, and doing a lot of stuff together, it, it really does make a big difference. One of the things that I've learned from Jason actually mm-hmm. is he uh, is very committed to his friends. So I wouldn't, so Jason's one of my best friends. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least a dozen men who say Jason's one of my best friends. Yeah. And not most, most men can't say that. I can't say, oh, I have like, you know, 12 best friends. I, you know, I have probably a group of, a small group of close friends. And, but Jason's one of those guys who, who keeps people close. Him and his wife both do this well. And then what's cool is, is then he's saying, oh, let's change the world together. What are we doing next? And, and so in our friendship group, we're all involved. We're all hands on deck. We're all like, let's do this together. We're trying to change the world. You know, a lot of our friends are leading in churches in different ways with different gift sets, but we're all saying, Hey, let's, we're in this together. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a cool, it's this other side of leadership where I go, Oh, now the friendships I have, not just the inputs, uh, to me and that, you know, me trying to pour into the next generation, but my friends actually make a big difference in my my mm. leadership because of just the commitment and yeah. you know the mutual what's the scripture is it like iron sharpens iron yeah 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 iron yeah something like that iron sharpens yeah. iron yeah i think it makes sense yeah it does that's, yeah. It sounds good yeah it sounds biblical mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah now like when you're talking about that stuff though ben like you know you talk about input from your friends and all the rest of it mm-hmm. like where do, do you um do you have any like is there books that you read? Is there podcasts you listen to? Is there stuff that you download yourself mm-hmm. that to, to keep pushing you forward? Or um, how, how does that work for you? Because everyone's got their own style, right? Yeah, so one of the big things for me is um, is books. But I'm a kind of guy who I realized years ago that I'm, I'm, I haven't, I'm not great at reading, mm. not at sitting down and reading. And, um, you know, life is busy, but I'm driving quite a lot. You know, when you live in Vancouver, you know, there's, like to work, I'm driving quite a bit. And so yeah. I found that I do audiobooks. Okay. And yeah. so, and that's usually a mix actually of, of nonfiction, Christian nonfiction and, and kind of just fiction. I just yeah. love listening to good stories and yeah. you get so inspired through stories. And so that's a big source of input for me. So I can think of a few books off the top of my head that, uh, are really have been books that I, when I listened to them, I thought I'm going to go back to this again and again. <coughs> And they're the kind of books that then I also would say, I'm going back, to, uh, I'm going to get the hard copy also yeah. of this book because it's, you know, it's been influential in my life. So one of them is um, by James Clear, okay. and it's called Atomic Habits. Mm. And it's this book about how we form, like the habits that we have and how to form habits. And it's this, uh, in my opinion, it's like this really good mix of inspiration and instruction and okay. the science. So he just yeah. says, here's, a, here's the facts about how our brains work on creating habits. Here's some ins- a little inspirational story, and then here's some practical application. So chapter after chapter, he just builds this out. And the, and the beginning of the book, right near the beginning, he, he, he really sets the stage by just saying, hey, it's about who we're becoming, mm. not just... Uh, so for example, he says, you don't, if you want to run a marathon, that can be your, what you work towards, yeah. and you set some habits to... But if you want to be a, a runner, if you want to be a marathon runner... Yeah. That's different. That's like running one marathon is different than being a runner, you know, like, and so just that distinction of like, oh yeah, you can reach a finish line or you can become something. Right. And so, and And so it works really in our spiritual lives and, and and in character development and stuff like that too. It's like, who do I want to become? And are the little pieces of my life 
putting pointing me in that direction. Mm. So that's the one, a big one, Atomic Habits. The other book that I would really recommend is one called Leadership and Self-Deception. Okay. Uh, which is a harder one to recommend to people, like to their face. Yeah, okay. You know, like, hey, you should really read this. And yeah. the title is Leadership and Self-Deception. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's by the, uh, it's called the Arbinger Institute. Okay. And, but it's this, and it's written in, um, what's it, like para, parable or like uh, allegory type yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like there's characters and they're trying to tell you, but they're telling you a lot of information yeah. at the same time. You know, you're listening to the guys learn in the, yeah. and, but they're characters, so it's yeah. a little bit more So easy. it makes it palatable. But yeah, 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 exactly. So you can get the ideas a little bit. I think Patrick Lencioni does that a lot. He kind yeah. of just tells fables, right? So uh, that one is a big one just about how, yeah, how we, we're, we all struggle against self-deception. And, um, and, and it's a, it really deals with how we see other people. Because once the more you're deceived yourself, you you start to put a lot more on other people sure. without even realize you're doing it. Yeah. And so uh, those are two books off the top of my head. Those aren't Christian books. But then yeah. so for spiritual input and leadership, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to yeah. and I try to mix it up. Yeah, okay. I'm really inspired by HTB and our, yeah. our leadership conference and the the types of people that we have for the leadership conference. Yeah, which is always off the chart. Oh, it's amazing. It? Yeah. So, so, I mean, like, for example, many years ago, we had... Um, uh, Father Renero Cantalamessa, uh, who's uh, in our Alpha series, yeah. yeah, and and so he's speaking and he d writes as well. And then on the other hand, you have uh, someone like uh, a Joyce Myers or yeah. you know a Rich Wilkerson Jr. from, and these guys are, they're all from different uh, parts of the church. Mm. And and then John Maxwell teaching on leadership, and uh, so I try to reflect a similar, like I guess I'm, I'm keep coming back to this idea of inputs, or, yeah, you know, yeah. like. Like when I'm when I'm trying to grow and be encouraged, I'm I'm listening to a variety of people. So I want to listen to Ravi Zacharias, yeah, and I want to listen to some of the teachers from the Vineyard Conference, yeah, you know, and I want to listen to, um, you know, Timothy Keller, and I want to listen to, uh, I mean, I don't know, someone else who is really trying to grow in the prophetic ministry, yeah, yeah, sure, and so always trying to, you know, yeah. like just get a lot of inputs, yeah, yeah, and and I guess by you know, it's. I think it's it's a good practice to have. I think because we can all become very one dimensional. You know, like if you only ever listen to, you know, if you're a vineyard guy, right, and you only ever listen to vineyard, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But you know, where's the width in the in the mm -hmm. kingdom? Because we have such a wide understanding of church. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I and I actually I love that. It's something that Daniel Migliori uh, wrote a book called Faith Seeking Understanding. Hmm. I don't know if you've read it, but it does the same thing, but looking at different theological viewpoints hmm. on topics. <coughs> I absolutely despised it when I had to study it at Bible College, but it's a phenomenal book. Do you know? Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I love and it, that. And it's and it's talking about uh, getting more information and more points of view on a, the same topic. Is that oh. kind of the idea? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So it's like, here's a feminist theologian's position. Here's a black right. liberation theologian's yeah. position. Here's a concert. You know, really, really interesting just to kind of wrestle with how do we, yeah. how do we as a church family tackle these topics differently? Yeah. Oh, and it, I would definitely recommend, um, or, and it's not even a recommendation, right? It's almost a challenge because sometimes I find myself feeling challenged. Like I want to just listen to the people I listen to. Yeah rather than uh, you know, venturing out into learning yeah. from others. But it's, it's a really good challenge for ourselves to, at the very least, try to understand where other people are coming from and, and their point of view. Yeah. And 
Uh, and what happens is, is I don't know, I think C.S. Lewis writes about it a little bit. He writes about when you have uh, in friendship, and I'm, I don't, I'm not quoting at all here, mm. but the, when, in friendships, you know, like when you bring in a third friend or a fourth friend, that, that different people bring out different aspects of a, a person's personality. Yeah. And so I think he then relates that to our relationships with God and the, mm. the church also, because it's like, oh, when I get around Des, I actually start to see the Lord differently because I get to see about who the Lord is for mm. you and what he's revealed of himself to you yeah. um, and really taught you about, whatever aspect of his character it's you yeah. know he's been impressed on you and so we get that in the church and it's the same way with different points of view in theology mm. and and churches is that we get this sense of like oh i get to see god i get to see jesus mm. uh in a different way as he's revealed himself to these other yeah, people yeah. and sometimes you disagree with people and it's like yeah. you just then you just say oh yeah, i don't agree with that part yeah and you take what you what is helpful and you softly yeah. reject i heard yeah. that phrase but softly reject softly what, reject is yeah, love it. Um, ben, a, net, a bit of a, maybe a step forward question for you, but if you if you had to pick um, somebody that you were really, you know, you were really getting a, like looking at and saying, that's the type of leader I want to be. Hmm. That's the type of person I'd really like to kind of, you know, um, Sandy Miller always talks about, you know, uh, hitch yourself to a star, or Nikki mm. always says, that's mm -hmm. what Sandy says. Um, you know, who's that person for you? Who are you looking at and thinking, I need to be more like that? Oh, good question. Um, I, they, I'm not short on uh, any ideas. I'm struggling to to think of wh who I who I want to share. You can pick more than one if you want. Don't oh, feel yeah. you know. I'm feeling generous today. So. Oh wow, yeah, perfect. I get it. yeah, I like that a little bonus. Uh, I think you know some of the people. Uh, that come to mind are, you know, sometimes it's, it's actually, uh, in a certain area of their life. Sure. You yep. know what I mean? In a certain yep. area of their life, there's, um, you know, I think of, uh, Shayla Visser who, yep. who leads our team at Alpha Canada and does, a, we do a lot of Alpha International yep. work. Um, and her leadership is like, I really say, okay, God, I, I gotta keep paying attention and learn from her leadership while I get mm. to work with her. And really thankful for her leadership. And again, in the alpha world, Nikki Gumbel, you know, I look at his life and his humility yeah. and his then um, intentional commitment to uh, evangelism yeah. and to unity. I say, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, it's kind of, I yeah. want to be like that when I grew up. If I'm going to yeah. be known for things, I like that. I like evangelism. I like, you know, evangelization yeah. and unity. Those are two things that are near yeah, the top yeah. of the list for totally, me, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you look at someone else, um, you know, I look at... Uh, some of my friends who are so intentional in their friendships in their neighborhood and mm. so good at loving people. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, th I think the list keeps going on. Yeah. You know, I have different friends that I want to yeah. be like and leaders I want to be like, but yeah, it's good. What about you? Yes. Oh, that's a good question. Who are you looking, looking to right now? I, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. No one ever asked me a question on this. So oh, oh, wow. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. But no, I am, um, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I, I love Nicky. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think he carries a humility and uh, just a centeredness to mm -hmm. Jesus mm -hmm. that, you know, is second to none. I love Raniero Cantolomessa. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I think his hunger for the spirit and just meeting the spirit where it's at is yeah. just, you know, is just phenomenal. Um, yeah, I think I'm the same. There's lots of people I look around, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah, I've got some friends who are just committed prayer warriors. 
Yeah. You know, and like yeah. we'll just crawl over broken glass to make prayer happen. And I'm just yeah. like, I, I need more of that in my yeah. life, you know. And um, you know, and even even like yourself and Jason as well, like you guys do amazing stuff, you know, that we get to see mm. we get to see a little bit of the inside of, you mm-hmm. know, we also get to play with the outside stuff. But yeah. you know, just um I think there's just so many great people around. Um it's so hard to just pick yeah someone. Do you, I, know? do you know, as you were sharing too, I thought of uh, Francis Chan. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, and yeah. Francis Chan is, uh, he's wild in his, you know, I mean, his book that I think was is quite popular, Crazy Love. Yeah. You know, the premise is, you know, God's love for us is just overwhelming. And yeah. it, the response is, is it's crazy love from God. And, that, yeah. and then the response is, you give everything. You yeah. give up your life. And he's really been trying to model that in, uh, for so many years now. Yeah. And so... I really respect Francis Chan, and so then yeah. even when he comes into situations, uh, we <laughs> we had him at an event in Vancouver, and I wasn't in the room when this happened, but uh, I was at the event, and he's with the team backstage, yeah. and he says to the team before it was the worship team, and you know we're the little pre-meeting yeah. before everyone went on, and he just and then he just talked to the team, and he just said, hey, you know that story from Joshua? I think it's Joshua five, where um, <coughs> is it Aiken or something? He takes. It was like, don't take anything. Just destroy, you know, you got yeah. you to fully destroy the city and not take any other stuff. Mm. So, and he t- took stuff and he hid it in his tent. And then the next battle, it says they went out and they lost. And they were like, what? What happened? And the Lord was like, well, because there's impurity in the yeah. camp. So Francis Chan <laughs> recounts the story to this leadership team yeah. and worship team that's about to go lead this event. Yeah. It was a big event. Uh, and... And he goes, hey, and if that's you today, just you, why don't you just bow out? Just, just don't go up. Just don't go on stage. Just like if that's you, if you have sin in your heart that you haven't reconciled with the Lord, just don't go up. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, can yeah, you imagine? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right before the event, yeah. and I'm uh, like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think everyone still went on, and so yeah. you know, we, I'd love to trust that that's because they didn't have any sin, yeah, you know, in their heart, <laughs> yeah. But it's the kind of guy who just, he's, he's a, one of the prophetic voices right now. Yeah. And, and he's not from a charismatic uh, movement or stream sure. right now, but he's, that's very prophetic to get yeah, into, yeah. into the space where he uses the scripture prophetically to just say, hey, this is important. If there's stuff yeah. in your heart that you need to... Yeah, absolutely. I know that's a random tangent, yeah. but I'm like, no, so but, the courage though, that takes so much courage. Like, yeah. to, and and the, is that not the type of leader that you would follow anywhere? Mm. Because you go, actually, he's putting it all on the line. Like, yeah. He, he could stand there and say, this is what I think was right beforehand, you know, whatever. Yeah. And those are the people we want to follow. Do you know, we want to follow these radical, courageous leaders, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like Jesus. Yeah. Like, you know, it's one of the things that I, I always think about Shayla. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you look at Shayla and you're like, she knows where she's going and she'll put everything on the line to make mm-hmm. it happen, you know. Yeah, and totally. You're like, I can follow her. Yeah. And I can trust that mm-hmm. if she's got my back, she's got my back. Yeah. Do you know? And absolutely, I love that. I think it's really, yeah, it's great. I like it's one of the things I. Uh, there's a great story about Sandy Miller. Um, so just when the whole, uh, <laughs> the whole like, Holy Spirit had descended on HTB. I think it was like 1994, mm-hmm. 1995. So the press had turned up. There was queues of people waiting to get in the church. Yeah. You know, it was press in the balcony at HTB, and uh, someone said, uh, "Oh, Sandy, you know, like you know, all the press are here." And he was like, "Oh, right, right." And they were like, "Oh, you know, you, you maybe just want to recognize." He was like, no, no, it's, you know, we'll just, you know what Sandy's like, yeah. just cracked on. So he comes out and then starts speaking in tongues. Um, just, right, you know, just wow. like 
and then basically yeah. gave a message and said, oh, gave this, gave this tongue and then gave an interpretation of it and said, if this is you, could you just come down the front now? And you're like, and I think everyone yeah. else would have been going, do you understand the world is watching right now? Right. This isn't the time for you to do this. Step out in faith and yeah. do, take <laughs> you know, a risky move. Yeah. And Sandy's just like, yeah, whatever. Especially in that space of like tongues where it's like, it's a, it's so misunderstood and, and you know, the, totally. you're going to get criticized in different ways. Yeah, you're going to get criticized. He just, he's taking a risk. This is what God's put in his heart. Yeah. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I but love the, that. But yeah. Courage just to be and to follow Jesus in day to day and in group settings. Yeah. Totally. In, you know, yeah. to, in those group settings where you're, hey, your reputation might be at risk here. Yeah. Uh, and being the type of people that we can say, yeah, that's that's how we live. We, yeah. we, we're willing to take that risk. Yeah. God help us, right? Yeah, God totally. help us. Give Just, us a spirit of humility and courage and wisdom and that we could walk with him with, with that overflowing love that pushes us to do yeah, wild things. No, yeah, and it is, it's wild things, mm -hmm. you know, but it's the wild things in the moment where everyone else is backing away. Do you know, yeah. I just, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, ben, our time's probably coming to an end pretty soon, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing anyone a favor if I didn't ask this question. Are we getting another youth film series? What's the... Oh, I, you know, we can hope so. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love the way that you're already dodging that answer. Yeah, it's good. Well, I mean, the, our hope would be that Alpha continues to make new series and yeah. keeps it fresh for every generation of young people. And so yeah. the, so the reason I, and I'm not trying to dodge it, it's like, there's no plans, there's no date release date or sure. anything yet. But I think for a lot of us, uh, the leadership team at alpha, we're saying, Oh yeah, as much as we can, as much as God would allow, and we would have the, the right pieces in place yeah. to make it happen. We really want to continue to provide the church with, uh, great tools to make a space for teens to yeah. hear about Jesus yeah. and to step into this courageous. Yeah chaos exactly yeah you know, ben mate honestly thank you so much it's always fun hanging out thanks and nice. especially in canada oh yeah like we, we've still not well you've had been in scotland a little bit but we need to get you over for a bit longer at some yeah point. i've only visited once yeah. and you know what des i the day i got back yeah. i went to my favorite taco taco restaurant yeah. here and i got tacos and our server comes up and i said hey what's your name and she goes ah oh, Miriam. and i said what i was like as a, and then I was, because it, it takes a minute. I yeah. process, I was like, Miriam. Oh, Miriam. Yeah. That's how we would say it, yeah, right? Yeah. Miriam, it sounds Scottish. I was like, yeah. hey, are you Scottish? She goes, yeah. I said, where are you from? She goes, she goes, Glasgow. And I was like, I was in Glasgow today. Like, I literally went straight from no the airport. Way. So right from when I was with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I was with you. I went straight to the taco place. And then I met Miriam. And now Miriam and me are great friends. Like, uh, so it's really yeah. good. Yeah, that is good, actually. <laughs> yeah, so we'll need to get you back over. But Ben, honestly, thanks. Thanks for all you do, mate. We love you. And we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Des. Cheers, bud.